Hi, welcome to another episode of ServiceNow Tech Bites, the podcast that tells you tips and tricks for using ServiceNow. My name is Suzanne Smith. I'll be your host. Today, we are very happy to have Mike Malcangio. He is a product manager here at ServiceNow. He's been with ServiceNow for almost five years now. And Mike is one of our fabulous employees that actually implemented ServiceNow at a company, fell in love with the product while implementing it, and then left that company and came to work here at the mothership. So great, great story there with Mike. Welcome, Mike. Thank you for being here. Happy to be here. Excellent. Do you want to fill in any more details about yourself? Tell us a little bit more about what you've done here over five years, which is a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, uh, Actually, I came on board almost five years ago now, um, originally as a customer success manager. So coming in to kind of help our customers be successful with the product, teach them about the product, drive adoption, all those fun kind of things, and uh, made the leap over to product management about four years ago now. Um, and I've had the opportunity to manage a number of our products, so reporting, um, knowledge, catalog, um, and kind of contributed to some of the other ones along the way as well. So it's been it's been an interesting ride. I mean, we've we've grown a lot in that time. I mean, you've seen the growth too. So we have grown yeah. a lot. And today you are here because we are tapping into your expertise in particular about the knowledge management yeah. application. Yeah. Uh, do you want to give people a little overview about the knowledge management application? It has changed and grown over time as well. It has. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, knowledge management was one of those applications that's been in the platform for quite some time. But um, with the Fuji release, we really started to push to build up that functionality a whole lot more, right? So um, with knowledge, what we're trying to do is enable people to be able to capture information, share that information, and prevent kind of uh, future issues from happening, right? So you want to be able to share anything that, that, that maybe was a, um, a lesson learned or you want to get a policy out there or anything like that, that they can then publish to their users in a self-service fashion so they can help themselves or um, make it so that it's it's coming to them directly when they're trying to submit something. So deflecting that incident from ever happening. Um, and it also gets used with HR. It gets used with all of our different service management applications. I was going to say the knowledge management application has been in the product so long that it really started out as supporting incidents and the IT department and trying to share information out from the IT department, but now people are using it for everything. Right. It really expanded in scope. Yeah, uh, dramatically. Like we've seen uh, HR policies come into there. We see see customers using it for uh, a legal repository. So taking advantage of the managed docs application to be able to get a document approved and then publish it to the knowledge base. So uh, it's it's changed and morphed with time. But I mean, it's one of those uh, applications that I think um, is extremely useful and, and part of that service management story, right? It is part of our service model. And people are using it really for a wide variety of things, as you touched on, for policies, for procedures, for release notes, mm-hmm. for known errors. Yeah, yeah. And some of these things we've, we've built... Um, We've built configurations to make that stuff happen just by default, right? Other ones are things that our customers have built. And it kind of speaks to the power of the platform that you can take all these different pieces and parts and string them together and do something totally original with it and, and you know, just leverage knowledge as it is or take it your own way. So, so if someone is 
you know, they're using ServiceNow, maybe they have incident problem change, they've got a few other things in motion, and they want to start using mm -hmm. the knowledge management application. What are some best practices so that they start off on the right foot mm. and they make things, they, they give themselves a solid foundation so they can build their knowledge base going forward with a good start? Excellent question. So I, one of the things that I think, uh, especially customers who've started to go down the incident management path, have available to them is uh, you start to get a feel for what some of the common issues that people are experiencing are. So a really good starting place, just just basics, is to start putting those articles out there that you know um, are either going to help your your internal staff, right, to, just to answer questions that they're constantly getting confronted with and that they give a consistent answer, or publishing it out there for self-service and letting customers help themselves. So um, one of the nice things is you do kind of get all this information within ServiceNow um, to help you start building out what you want to do in the knowledge. Do you recommend that people create templates or any kind of model articles and then reuse those? A absolutely, absolutely. So um, one of the things that we did with Fuji was we made it so that you could actually set fields on the knowledge base for any new article that's created within the knowledge so base. So mandatory um, fields not, that have to be filled in or no? Not even necessarily mandatory. You, you could do mandatory, right? It is the it is ServiceNow. You can configure things the way you want. But, but that's um, a little heavy handed. Yeah, no, this is this is actually just kind of pre-populating certain fields with information, right? So um, in the text field, I could have a, a template that I want to use for anything that's in my HR knowledge base or in the IT knowledge base, I want the format to look like this. Um, so those are, those are things that, yes, we definitely recommend that people do um, because one of the things that's really important with self-service and even, even when you're dealing with your own staff on um, the help desk is consistency, right? Like that, that they know what they're going to be reading and parsing so that they know where they can scan really quickly and get the answer that they want. So templates are a big part of that. Another uh, item you mentioned is that with the Fuji release, we now have the opportunity in the knowledge management application to create multiple knowledge bases. Yeah. That was a big change. It was a big change. And it was one that um, just really fell right in line with our service management story, right? That um, ServiceNow, our customers really led us to uh, ServiceNow being used for multiple service domains. So um, before we even came up with the idea, customers were using us for HR, for legal, for other things, right? Um, and this is really just trying to build in capabilities to help support our customers and make it easier for us in many ways and our partners to implement this functionality. So with that idea of multiple knowledge bases, and then again, with each of those knowledge bases, you have complete control over who can see what. That's, that's right. So you may have a knowledge base for your IT department that is available to people outside of IT, mm -hmm. but if you have a knowledge base for HR, they have security regulations and privacy regulations, mm -hmm. so their articles could be in their own knowledge base. That's correct. And it can be locked down. Yep. Yeah. So using the- Because security's big, right? Security's big, yeah. yeah. Um, so using the feature that we call user criteria, you can control um, visibility and contributions. So. Um, you can set policies that basically say people can see this knowledge base um, and people can contribute to this knowledge base and you determine who that audience is and apply it to that knowledge base. So yeah, with the HR example, you absolutely could say um, all HR employees can see this and only this set of HR employees can write to it. Um, and then, you know, that's how it gets maintained and that's who can see what there.
Yeah, very important for legal, uh, ITGRC kind of information, Absolutely. HR, all of that, contracts maybe even, finance. There's, there's, yeah, there's a ton of use cases, right? Like we, we not, o- not only do we, we have a bunch of those use cases built in, but we see our customers do all, all kinds of things with them, so... Uh, tips and tricks. This is tips another section tricks. that we that oh we love that we love to talk about. Uh, any features that jump out at you that you can tell people about? I'm yeah. thinking of one of them. I'm thinking of pinning articles. Pinning articles is a big one. People like to be able to take articles and actually have those appear on the homepage all the time, so they can kind of guide people to certain content. So that's taking. A specific article mm-hmm. and making it more important than other articles. Correct. And so, if a user searches using certain keywords, or how how does that operate in the background? Yes. Yeah. So you can you can associate uh, you can associate articles to certain keywords, and whenever that keyword is used, it's going to pop that result. It'll always in, be the yeah. top. Yeah. So if you've got one really good, current, accurate, awesome article or a landing page yep. that has a list of articles on it. You can pin that one yeah. and it'll always be at the it, top. It'll be the top result. Yeah. 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 That was new in Fuji, right? That was new in Fuji. Yeah. Um, the other the other feature that I think people don't take advantage of uh, enough is actually a platform feature. And that's um, going back to the templates, right? So we, we gave you the ability to default certain fields within the knowledge base. But um, you can actually use the platform template feature to populate different kinds of templates and have different information put in there. And it's just a click away. Um, and so people kind of forget that stuff, the stuff that gets buried up in the top uh, top menu bar of ServiceNow. That's a fun one. Can you get that? That one's really interesting. Can you give a more specific example sure. on like, that? Yeah, if you wanted to build like an FAQ article type, right? Like, so you have a certain format of you want it to be here's the question, here's the answer, and, and kind of set that up within there. All they have to do is just you could have an FAQ template, apply the FAQ template to the knowledge article. And then it'll pre-populate the information within there. You can actually pre-populate almost any field that's on the form with that informa- with certain bits of information. So if you want to have it go into a certain category, whenever you click on that template, it can do that. Um, so lots of lots of kind of power user functionality that's buried it back there. And you mentioned categories. That's yeah. another one. You can use it a little bit, or you can go crazy. You can with and- the categories. What are the pros and cons of having? A few categories and having a lot, and when is it appropriate? Well, the 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 rub with categories, like you're, you're alluding to, is um, if you over categorize, people are going to be endlessly drilling through a bunch of information to try and find what it is that they that they want. So you, you kind of want to keep that um, hierarchy fairly shallow, right? Like you don't want to go too crazy with it. You one of the nice things with Fuji is that. It's extended beyond topic and category, so it used to just be two tiers. Um, now it's it's essentially infinite tiers, but it's kind of one of those uh, with great power comes great responsibility. Like, yeah, you can, but but don't, don't just do because you can yeah. <laughs> don't. doesn't mean you should. Right? Yes. Because so. there probably are some ramifications with creating too many categories well, yeah, and trying to keep track of it. It's just a poor user experience, really, right? Um, nobody likes to traverse like a tree going down, 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 just to find, you know, where it says Windows XP when maybe Windows would have done just fine, right? <laughs> you don't need to be that specific. Absolutely. Uh, another thing we always talk about on the podcast is the underdog feature. The underdog The feature. underdog okay. feature. Is there 
some feature in knowledge management that you feel is kind of the underdog that people don't know about, and when they discover it, it makes them really happy? Uh, yeah, I, th I think this is this is maybe a little bit more of a platform feature, but I think one of the things that people underestimate the knowledge base about is weighting of fields. So um, the the Zing search engine lets you change the weighting of certain fields, and it can float results up or down in in what you're seeing. So uh, a lot of we people will often say, oh, well, I really want to have uh, meta tags, or I want to do something to to get this result to always show up. And what they don't realize is all that capability is right there, right? It's it's just uh, you can manipulate the meta field and you can weight the meta field to be much higher than, say, the short description or the, the actual text of the article. And it will pop that result much higher than other results. And you can actually manipulate that any way you want. You could apply it to other fields within there. Um, so I think that's one of those underdog features that people are kind of like they're, they're looking for something and, and thinking it doesn't do that because it's not it's kind of buried within the field interface yeah um but it's it, it can dramatically improve the results that you get from the knowledge base so pinning is setting one article to always appear at the top but waiting would kind of control what article came up as number two or three or four that's right. Under a pinned article. Yeah, is that so it's, right? It's not going to be as exact that it's going to appear one, two, three, or four, but it will. It will basically. You're, you're, you're pushing kind, it higher. You're gaming the system, so to yeah. speak, right? Like you're saying, hey, you know, you're what? using your powers for good. Yeah, you're using your powers for good. So if you see, uh, if you want to get a certain result to kind of pop up whenever somebody's trying to do searching for a certain term, right? Um, you can get that thing to to be of more weight than, you know, just a kind of casual search for something. So. Another feature, it may not be an underdog, but I think it's probably more powerful maybe than people realize is the is once your knowledge base, you know, if you've got 10 articles in there, you're just starting out. You've got 10 yeah. articles. But once you have a little bit more content, you have a few categories, uh, the reporting capabilities mm -hmm. are amazing. Yeah, well, ServiceNow has some great reporting capabilities all around. But yeah, you can start to pull some really interesting information about your searches and who's searching for what, um, what things didn't return a search result. Um, so yeah, definitely taking advantage of the reporting capabilities would probably be a pretty close underdog contender right there, where um, in order to really get a useful knowledge base, Sometimes you have to look at what people aren't finding to to really start to build content up, right? Yeah, the, and you the, can, of course, get information about views. You, you can, know, yeah, you know, absolutely. What articles get the most views? What articles no one cares about and is looking at? Yeah, what's being used? What's not being used? What's what's got the highest ratings? All those kinds of things are available to you to start um, really diving into what's happening with that knowledge base. In reality, not just what you think maybe those articles are doing. Because you right. may put a lot of effort into a certain set of articles, but if no one's looking at it... It's not helping, yeah. It's not... And why, right? So then and you can, And then you can start to play with the search results and the weighting and those kinds of things, or pen the article, that kind of thing, yeah. You mentioned the word rating. That's yeah. another good feature in the knowledge base is the rating and feedback. Yes, absolutely. Option. Yeah. Can you talk about that a uh, little bit? Absolutely. So Get that, because so often when you do documentation... Mm -hmm. You write it and you just send it out there and yep. you hope that somebody is reading it and you track it by views, but you, you don't get a lot of, you don't get a lot of feedback. You don't get a conversation right. going. And, and yeah, this is the, one of the interesting things is that you actually can get feedback from your customers about the quality of their article, right? So 
did this help you? Um, yes or no. And you can start to flag those things as you can actually rate them with five stars or one star, hopefully not. And um, they can also provide feedback and comments on the quality of the article. And that actually can then feed back to the, uh, the knowledge authors or the knowledge managers, and they can take action to help correct those articles. So a user has the opportunity to just rate it one to five and rate it they can also do the rating and they can actually write a sentence and say, this helped me out. So yeah, the customers can rate articles so they can give a, a star rating, uh, one to five. Uh, and then they can also provide a comment on that article um, to let the authors know what they, what they thought about the article or maybe there's a, a suggested edit that they want to make. Um, so, so yeah, there's this opportunity for feedback. And one of the, the really cool things we did with Fuji was we made it... Um, so that you could, the knowledge managers could control that per knowledge base. So um, if you had an IT knowledge base out there that was for self-service users, you could solicit feedback on those articles. But then you maybe didn't want to get feedback on your HR policies, right? You just want to share those. Uh, so you can actually turn commenting off on those and, and not, you know, get them thumbs down on your vacation policy. I was going to say, so that people can't make comments about the vacation policy or or something like that. Yeah. I know that here internally, uh, we use that feedback feature tremendously. And, and it's very important if people leave feedback to address that. And it's invaluable when somebody finds something that needs to be updated. Because again, a big challenge with your knowledge base is not only do you have to put that information out there, you have to maintain it. Right. Because old information is bad. Another thing, isn't it possible in the knowledge base to set an expiration date for an article or flag it so that someone can look at it and update it? You can. So you can mark an an article as valid too. So you can say how long that article is valid until. And once it's no longer valid, it it disappears from the knowledge base, right? So it may be that um, you want to set up a review cycle for those knowledge bases. It may be that that you have a time limit on how long you want that information out there there's there's lots of use cases for why you have the valid too um but uh yeah you can actually control that and actually have it show up in the knowledge base keep that information fresh yeah another thing we always like to talk about is uh integrations with other pieces and parts of Mm. service now so we've mentioned a couple managed docs yeah. yeah managed docs can you talk about any other ways that knowledge management can work with some of the other uh, parts of service now absolutely so um i mean w- one of the one of the one of the ones that's been around for a long time actually is the the integration of problem management right so or maybe i shouldn't even say integration right it's all one platform so um one of the things that it, it does do is it allows you to publish known errors to the knowledge base so you can actually share those things um and when you know something's wrong and there's a problem you can publish that to the knowledge base and have it be available to people do does certain information from the problem record pull into the yes, article it does. it does yeah so you can actually have like You're a keeping that consistent and it, yeah yeah so it pulls information over there the other there there's um there's also some tie-ins with grc so you've got the managed docs and being able to pull it and then with the governance risk and compliance you can actually have policies that are published out there um so then you can actually say, hey, yes, here is the policy that is part of this governance element to GRC and tie those all together with the risk and compliance pieces as well. And the IT GRC documentation is really important, really, really important. So I know that Fuji, in the Fuji release, it was a big change in knowledge management. There were a yeah. lot of updates. It was big, but 
Geneva, the next release. Yeah. Is imminent. It coming is imminent. Soon, coming soon. Um, new features for knowledge management in Geneva. Can you give us a little sneak peek? Yeah. So we're, we're going to keep investing in knowledge management uh, as we move forward. So what we're really trying to get at with knowledge is um, what we're calling the democratiz- democratization of knowledge. And um, what that really means is that we want to try and get as many people contributing to the knowledge base as possible so that it's it's kind of breaking out of the um, the authoring and publication loop where the, it, it kind of takes somebody to say, hey, um, here's an incident. I want to make that. This is maybe a good candidate for knowledge. They write the knowledge article. Somebody reviews it. They publish it. All of that takes time. And so one of the things that we did with Geneva is we introduced a capability that we're calling social Q&A. And social Q&A is the ability to ask questions and get answers, and they appear right in the knowledge base and let you vote on those answers. And so you can actually now say, hey, yeah, I want an answer to that question. Or um, once somebody's answering those questions, they can actually vote on the answers, and the person who asked the question can certify that answer as correct, and they will appear right in those search results along with knowledge articles. So now we have this capability um, that we think is going to really help people to dramatically kind of accelerate that knowledge creation loop. Um, and uh, we're going to continue to, to build on those capabilities and features, but that's that's one of the things that we're really excited about is really being able to kind of short circuit the kind of uh, our, our, our leader, Dave Stevens, is fond of saying the kind of Soviet-style knowledge management where there's like really command and control. Heavy-handed. Heavy-handed, and really kind of breaking that out and, and really allowing pretty much anybody who can see that knowledge base to contribute to that knowledge base. I know that you probably have a pretty active group of people using the knowledge management application. We do, yeah. Do you have sessions at the Knowledge Conference every year? Does the knowledge management group of power users get together? They do, yeah. So there, there is a knowledge... Are ma- you leading sessions at, at Knowledge? I, it's a little I, early, I, but... I, I don't know if I'm doing it this year, but in uh, years prior, yes, we've done, uh, knowledge, we've done a knowledge management special interest group where we get people together to talk about knowledge management specifically. And um, so we'll, we'll share some roadmap information. Uh, we've done panels with folks before so they can learn from veteran customers and people from different industries, what they're doing. And Customers um, sharing what they've done, how they've customized the their yeah, knowledge base. Yeah, so we, 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 we save a good... So that's kind of the, the, the stage portion of it. And then for the last... 40 minutes or so, we just turn people loose to kind of socialize within the room and have lunch and do those kinds of things. So yeah, it's actually a pretty vibrant community. And speaking of community, it's actually, there is a knowledge special interest group area within our community. So if you want to go collaborate with other people who are using knowledge management, um, the community is the the place to do it, right? There actually is a space for you to go talk with other people doing knowledge management. On that, on that ServiceNow community. That is an active group. There's yeah. a lot of conversations, a lot of discussions, a lot of blog posts. Yeah. Well, knowledge, knowledge management's, it's kind of, it's, it's a funny thing, right? Like it's got its own discipline and its own practitioners. It's, it's, it's so that you see a whole, it's got a whole different kind of thread of people uh, that are out there doing something different than maybe the people who are focused on the ITOM elements and the CMDB and, and those kinds of disciplines that are also in the platform. Excellent. Well, Mike, we've talked a lot about knowledge management and Fuji and Geneva brought a lot of changes. I think this is a really exciting part of the product and there are a lot of possibilities. Thank you for coming here today. My pleasure. Giving us a sneak peek at the future and telling us about the application. Your experience and wisdom is much appreciated. 
<laughs> For more information about knowledge management, uh, please see our product documentation. You can also visit our ServiceNow knowledge base to learn more about knowledge bases. And as Mike mentioned, you can go to the vibrant and active SIG group on the ServiceNow community. 